Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, So whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well... What better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing the downsides of free investing and rising pandemic prices. Yeah, Joe, before we launch into talking about all the different topics we want to cover today, did you see that sports? They're back. <laughs> well, coming soon. Coming Yay, soon. Yay, sports. <laughs> Yo, well, not the NBA. I saw that they actually drafted up like 100 something additional pages of rules uh, that has to specifically do with like the pandemic and all the different precautions that they want to take. But uh, not the MLS. They're just like throwing the players out there on the field and telling them to play soccer. Yeah, see, seeing what happens, <laughs> right? I think, yeah, I'm, I'm excited at least to see some sports come back. Yeah. MLS is going to be the first one. Uh, basketball, who knows what's going to happen there. B- baseball, looks like it might not happen at all. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited for soccer. Yeah, man, I am as well. July 8th, that's when that there's going to be this huge tournament down in, in Orlando. And I'm not totally sure what the quality of play is going to be like because these guys haven't been playing. <laughs> <laughs> they played one or two matches at the beginning of the season, but then I've, it seems like they've just kind of been sitting around. And it's just it's down in Orlando, and it's crazy hot down there. So I'm I'm not totally sure if that's going to draw a lot of people in when they see the quality of the play that's on the field. But I am excited because it's going to be like this uh, World Cup style tournament where they're grouped together in different groupings, and they have to you know they got to duke it out in order to advance out of the group stage. 
that's exciting. You know, it yeah. really does make me think about the World Cup, which always gets me going. So, yeah, well, I think uh, people are going to be into it. You know, sports fans of all stripes, even who didn't like soccer before, are going to tune in just because they're ready to see some sort of sporting <laughs> event at all. Right. It's funny, similar to like how I think we talked recently about people are betting on, on like almost any sort of sport, just people that are into gambling who, who weren't able to go to casinos for a while. They're betting on ping pong just because that's Russian like, ping pong. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I think the same thing. People are like, I like sports. I'll give soccer a shot. So it'll be interesting to see like if the popularity of soccer overall increases because it's the first sport back. It's got like the spotlight on it completely uh, for at least a little bit of time. That's right. Unless uh, you count competitive eating, because I saw that the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, you know, over the, the 4th of July, they're going to have that. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, they're not going to have fans, so it's going to be not unlike soccer. There, there won't be people there cheering them on. <laughs> well, I, I say uh, it's still I say, happening. I say competitive eating, definitely a sport. Oh my gosh, dude! I mean, could you do that? Come on, maybe. I think, <laughs> I, think I could. But did you know that it's hosted by or it's run by Major League Eating, and so it's an actual organization that oversees and governs and regulates the different eating competitions. I got so much respect for that. It's so ridiculous. That's awesome. Unreal that that's an, an actual thing here in the U.S. Like I knew that it was on ESPN, but I thought that was just a one-time thing that they did because it's like America eating competitions, yay! Man, Joey Chestnut's like the LeBron James of of eating. He I, is. Actually. He's impressive. I was reading up on some of his stats. Has he won it like fourteen <laughs> times, twelve, fourteen, something ridiculous. He's won it so many times. <laughs> he eats like seventy or eighty hot dogs in ten minutes. Usually there's a, a major crowd there, though, to watch, and no crowd this year, but the, the eating competition will still go on. And I guarantee you, I'm going to watch it because, man, that's just a miracle on the 4th of July right there. <laughs> All right, man, let's go ahead. Uh, let's launch into our Friday flight. This is our quick sampling of stories that we found interesting this week. The first one we want to cover is a quick update, man. A few weeks ago, we mentioned that looking to car rental companies might be a great way to score a deal on a used car. Uh, specifically, we mentioned Hertz, uh, since they had just filed for bankruptcy and that they might be selling off a large portion of its fleet. Well, guess what, man? It is happening. They have over 20,000 used cars for sale at HertzCarsales.com. This is just possibly a great way to, to get a good deal. I hopped on there. Uh, I was looking at Toyota 4Runners. Not that I'm going to get one of those <laughs> anytime soon or ever at all. I just like the way that those cars look. But the prices that they had on those vehicles were anywhere between three and $10,000 cheaper than what I was finding on CarMax. So there are legit deals to be had if you happen to already be in the market for a used car. Nice. Yeah. But as always, when you're buying a used car, make sure you have it checked out by a mechanic, right? That's always important. Our next thing we wanted to discuss was that the US just consumed more renewable energy than coal last year, right, Matt? That's the first time this has happened since coal emerged as a fuel source in the 1880s. <laughs> So we've kind of been rolling with coal a long time. Oh, did you trick out your Nissan Leaf to, so that when you floored it, a bunch of black smoke comes spewing out the tailpipe? Isn't that what it's called? Coal rolling? Yeah, I think so. Fake black smoke out of the EV. Oh my gosh. Always a good move. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, obviously coal has been the main fuel source that's powered our country, that's powered uh, electricity. And last year, renewables like wind and solar and hydroelectric started to take over in a big way. And the biggest growth right now is in solar and wind. Wind actually is, is the highest producer in renewable energy right now in the country. So it's just cool to see these alternative forms of energy that are much cleaner, better for the environment uh, to take over uh, and coal kind of taking a back seat. Yeah. So quick little trivia for you. Before they found coal, they were burning wood in these power production plants. Isn't that crazy to think that they were just like chopping down tree after tree in order to you know, bring us electricity or not bring us, but I guess like our great, great, great grandparents. <laughs> but 
I don't know. That just seems like such an inefficient way to, to make electricity. And I guess they had to burn something. I mean, that's, that's what they were doing back then. But I don't know, it just seems so antiquated. And, you know, thinking about renewables and how that's going to be, become more of how we receive our energy. I mean, that just, I agree that it's really exciting. And I even read that they're talking about putting platforms further out in the ocean so that like we can't even see them with wind turbines on on those platforms. Because that's one of the things about about wind power right now is kind of the blight that they cause. So I feel it cool. I do too. I think a lot of people, the the sound of it though, because it's like this, don't they make a ton of sound? We don't live anywhere near (laughs) a wind farm, so we don't know. But I know folks like out in California and Nevada or wherever they are. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I know they can be pretty noisy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the, hopefully these platforms with the wind turbines just way out there in the ocean, uh, piping that power back to us. I mean, that's kind of an incredible thing to think about too, considering where we were just 150 years ago. Yeah. Super cool. And so obviously this is you know great for our planet, but this is good news too for our bank accounts as well. Since using renewable energy, it's becoming increasingly cost effective compared to other non-renewable sources to, to the different fossil fuels. Even when these renewables must compete with the the subsidies that these you know fossil fuels that they receive, so I think that's just super awesome. It's really cool to see the technology, and it's only going to increase too. This is a really exciting time for any of us who like to be outside, you know, enjoying nature, and just really honestly for anyone living on our planet <laughs> as yeah. well. Yeah, and it is interesting to see the progression of the technology. As solar panels have gotten just much better. Battery technology is getting better. I think Tesla just said that they're going to have a battery pretty soon where a car can go a million miles on that battery, which is just really impressive. Wow. Yeah. So that not without being charged, but without having to replace it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like who goes a million miles in a gas powered car? You don't. I mean, they break down before then typically. So, uh, all right, Matt, let's get on to the next topic we wanted to talk about. Watch your credit score. This is important for people to know uh, that to pay particular attention to your credit score right now. So whether you've got student loans and have automatically had your payments suspended, like the CARES Act made provision for, or whether you've reached out directly to a credit card or a mortgage company, your credit score should not be hurt just because you've hit pause on payments. But some lenders are reporting those payments as missed, negatively affecting borrowers. And so if you are current on your payments leading up to the pandemic, your financial institution should be honoring the law and not be reporting you as delinquent. That's something that you, you need to watch out for. And it's up to you to be paying attention to your credit report in order to ensure that you're not being negatively impacted by a company reporting you in the wrong manner. So like you said, man, what that means for our listeners out there is to keep an eye on your credit score and your credit reports as well. If you do see something amiss, you know, reach out to your lender directly in order to get it cleared up. You can also report them to the CFPB if they refuse to cooperate. And then you can dispute that negative mark with the credit bureau if they aren't responding. And another reminder as well that you can get a free credit report, not just your score, but the entire report for free every single week for another year. All right, Matt, let's also talk about rising pandemic prices. And we've and we certainly seen the pandemic affect pricing on certain things. We recently talked about the coronavirus surcharge. Some restaurants uh, are passing on the, the increased price in, in a line item form to, to their customers. We've seen costs like groceries going up across the board. And economist Richard Thaler, Matt, he wrote something recently in the New York Times about supply and demand, questioning why some prices didn't skyrocket on items like toilet paper and eggs in the supermarket. Yeah, the, on the items that you see missing on the shelves, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> when the shelves were barren, you know, when there were no eggs for a minute, they're back now. Still, toilet paper, I think, is spotty. Yeah. But but why didn't the prices go up? Why wasn't supply and demand at play when it came to the items that we buy the most? And his answer, he boiled it down to one word, fairness. It's not socially acceptable 
for a retailer to jack up the price of a good uh, that's experiencing a really high demand. That feels opportunistic to most folks. And really, it doesn't feel fair to be taken advantage of in the middle of such extenuating circumstances. Yeah, especially when there's a crisis on hand. It definitely doesn't feel like the right thing to do. And you know, business owners, they're smart as well. And they're taking this societal norm into account. So you know, the reason we don't see major chains gouging in the face of rising costs is because they, they want you as a customer for life. If you feel like you, know, you are unfairly treated you know, or that your toilet paper costs have you know, risen 250%, <laughs> like you're never going to forget that. And you'll likely do your shopping for the rest of your life, maybe at another store. So supply and demand you know, still works at a basic level within the economy. It's just that major companies are playing the long game of you know, wanting to make sure that your business stays with them for, for years to come, not only looking at the immediate supply and demand. Yeah, Matt, this is kind of more macroeconomics, but it, but it affects all of our wallets. The fact that these retailers are paying attention to their desire to keep us around as a customer for life, not just to score the most revenue on that one 12-pack of, of toilet paper. And really, there there is kind of an economic case to be made for raising prices in the midst of scarcity. Higher prices would discourage some of the panic buying that we actually saw, uh, especially at the beginning uh, of COVID in, in late March, early April. Especially in those initial days, we saw people loading up on supplies that they didn't actually need, that they were just buying out of fear. And so raising the cost of some of those items would have ensured that the supply would have remained, at least in part. But who's then to say that those who could have afforded them needed them the most, right? It's always interesting to see where humanity and economics cross paths. And in this particular case, just kind of fascinating to see the way that stores reacted to a pandemic and the way that customers reacted to. Yeah. In the article, he, he mentioned uh, another economist, actually, uh, Tyler Cowen. And he was saying how he wishes that it was okay to raise the prices on these goods that you know were in high demand. Uh, and I agree, like honestly, because it would be more efficient. It's it's the market working more efficiently. It would be neater and cleaner. There's no sort of value calls or judgments to be made on individuals or companies to decide who gets it. But you can't do that, right? It's, it's not cool. Even though we wish that it was nice and clean cut that way, it's not all about the numbers. Our emotions and how we perceive things plays into our finances so much. And so like, I feel this is a perfect example of how we're not robots. You know, we're not only number crunching machines. Uh, we feel things. And when we feel things, that also leads us to make other decisions down the road. And that may or may not uh, lead to us continuing to do business with a retailer. Yeah, if I got charged 100 bucks for a 12-pack of TP, I would never forget it. And Even would... though it was efficient. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that would suck. It doesn't matter how efficient <laughs> it is. That's just wrong. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, we're going to talk more later on in the episode about how emotion plays into our finances, in particular when it comes to investing. And that plays a huge role in particular when it comes to the free investing app. So we'll talk about that right after the break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. 
It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pump for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, Or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. We're back from the break. We were just talking about price gouging and shortages. And Matt, you know what I can't find on the shelves right now? Yeast. Yeast? We're trying to make bread, man. And there's no yeast. And if they would just jack up the price a little bit on yeast, maybe I could get some. So if anybody out there has a, a lead, knows where I can score some yeast, let me know. Well, that's a bummer. You can't find yeast, man, but that's cool that you guys are still making bread. I feel like that's still kind of like a holdover from the lockdown. I didn't, I didn't know you guys were still on that, on that train. Yeah. Store-bought bread now. It's kind of demoralizing <laughs> to eat that stuff. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it does feel like our lives have kind of returned to you know somewhat normalcy, but we're also still seeing the effects of the pandemic. And we're also seeing the effects of a wildly turbulent stock market as well, man. Speculation right now is rampant. A lot of individual investors have been treating the stock market almost like it's Vegas, right? There are huge risks being taken right now. And some stocks and ETFs, they're fluctuating a lot because of the act of trading. Uh, speculation in the stock market, like we know that's not anything that's new, but we've never seen it uh, like we have at this level currently. And part of the reason is because of the complete democratization of stock trading. Over the past few years, there has been a huge increase in the number of free investing apps. 
And while we're all about the democratization of opportunity for everyone to invest, there are some downsides associated with those free apps. Yeah, no doubt, man. We talked about this a little bit back in episode 29. People might be asking, what's so bad about these handy apps? They must only be good, right? If they're allowing me access to free trades. Well, those micro investing apps do have some perks. There's some really good things about them. But one of the biggest downsides is the reduced friction involved in the overall process. When you're using one of those apps, it just makes everything so easy. (laughs) Buying and selling stocks, ETFs, and mutual funds it feels like it's posting on Instagram, right? <laughs> it's so easy just to, to take a pic that I just took of my kids, pop it up on Instagram, boom, I'm done. And buying and selling stocks feels almost the exact same. And in one sense, Matt, I love how easy it is, right? Yeah. That that it's not terribly difficult. That I don't have to go through some sort of archaic 1990s website. Yeah, you don't have to make an 800 call. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like, it'd be terrible. To place my stock orders, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but it's also not great for us because we are human beings who tend to overuse something that's easy, which can lead to negative future investment results if you're investing without a plan. And so, yeah, that's the biggest downside to those investing apps that are awesome. Just behaviorally, it can be terrible for us. Yeah, it makes me think of like when I buy coffee filters, which is I do that on my phone when I open the cabinet and we're getting low on coffee filters. I flip over to Amazon. Boom, I place that order. So convenient. I freaking love it. But having that app on my phone, it's dangerous because it's, it makes it more likely for me to overuse Amazon specifically and buy stuff that either I wouldn't normally buy on there or that I would buy on there without really price comparing. right? And so in one sense, it's so convenient makes it really easy for me to buy some some Chemex filters because I want to make sure we keep the coffee flowing. But like you said, there's certainly a negative when something is too easy. Also, there's another downside too. Not only do these apps make trading easy and almost even fun, right? <laughs> but let's not forget as well that they're free. Uh, Dan Egan from Betterment, he had a great article about this discussing how our brains react to free. You know, We do some really dumb things when we're offered something uh, without charge. For example, we're willing to pay more overall in order to score free shipping. We'll even waste a heck of a lot of time in order to get something minuscule for free as well. Again, there's nothing inherently wrong with trading for free. In fact, like it's great. You know, We love it. And we love some of the companies that are leading the effort on this as well. It's just that it can cause us to overtrade and to be more active when a, a more passive role is really what's going to be best for us and, and best for our retirement. Yeah, Matt, that makes me think of, of a friend who got a chair off the side of the road. She brought it home. It was really pretty. But then it ended up that that chair had bed bugs. Gross. Yeah. So sometimes... A free- Wait, does she live in New York? No. Oh, really? Yeah. No, she I, lives locally. No way. Yeah. I feel like bed bugs are like common in you know high density areas, but I've never heard of bed bugs here in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I think it happens sometimes. But Nice warning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think too, it's important to know the potential downsides of getting something for free. In our brain, when we hear something for free, we just automatically assume that it's only positive when there are potential downsides of something being free, right? And so our advice is to avoid speculation, right? During a time when we're seeing the most speculation on these free trading apps, Matt, you and I, we recommend that that people should do the sure thing buy widely diversified low cost index funds and hold them forever. And if you're really, really interested in the market and you want to do a little more trading, well, then we would suggest to use at most 5% of your overall investment portfolio to play around in the market. Preferably though, just one or 2%. We don't want you dedicating much of your overall investment portfolio to speculative short-term trading. And, And you may see news stories or posts on Reddit of people making quick, big money, right? But often what you aren't seeing are the thousands and thousands of people who lost their savings or their retirement 
dominant nest egg in the market. Those people aren't keen to post about <laughs> their crappy outcome, right? It's like Instagram. You don't see the, the kids crying <laughs> in the pictures from your vacation. <laughs> That's just like people don't post that stuff. So beware for every post you see of someone claiming that they made big money through day trading, through speculative trading, there are 50 others who had the exact opposite outcome. That's right, man. I totally agree. Only be willing to you know, play and invest money like that, that you'd be willing to completely lose because there's a good chance that that would happen while you're able to you know, keep your actual retirement safe. It actually makes me th- kind of think of like dieting a little bit. It's easy to get pulled into fads and trends uh, of what you know, folks are doing with their diet. But instead, like, focus on what you know works, right? Like eating healthy, nutritious food and not too much of it. Like you know that that's proven and stick with that. Like that's what we recommend when it comes to dieting. <laughs> that's what we recommend when it comes to investing as well. Let's stick with what we know works. Low cost index funds that we hang on to forever. And Joel, since we're talking about investing, let's touch on sustainable investing as well. It's it seems to be gaining more traction right now and you see it in the headlines a little bit more. And maybe for good reason too. According to Morningstar, uh, sustainable investing it's taking off. Uh, they have outperformed the overall market in recent years. So we should all flock to sustainable investment funds, right? Not necessarily. You know, like the disclaimers always read, past performance is not indicative of future returns. And so we would be wary of any new trend that you see in the headlines. Yeah, Matt, sustainable investing, obviously, it, it sounds nice. And it's something that you and I, we talked about a lot back in episode 97. There's a whole lot of nuance when it comes to this topic. So if you want to learn more about that, go check out that episode. If you really want to invest in companies that prioritize sustainable practices, well, we do love M1. They've got a responsible investing pies, and that's definitely something to, to take a look at. And, and Matt, of course, you and I, we're all about companies behaving responsibly and supporting the companies that do that. It's just that each of these funds run by different investment houses, uh, they make different calls on what sustainable means, right? So oil companies are understandably left out of pretty much all of these funds. But other companies that maybe mine customer data or use unethical overseas manufacturing procedures could be left in many of these funds. It's really up to the fund manager. And so sustainable doesn't mean the same thing everywhere you go. So that's something to be aware of uh, as you'll see more and more about these funds in the future. They're just becoming more popular. They're they're so hot right now, I would say. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's just one of those things where it's not a bad idea to be invested in some sort of total stock market sustainable fund. If some of our listeners are, are investing in that way, I wouldn't knock them for it. I would just say, be aware. You're going to hear a lot of buzz. And if you want to go in that direction, there's just even more research and due diligence uh, that that needs to happen on your end before you partake in one of these funds. And Joel, you know, you mentioned the M1 Pies. Well, they have a great app that you can use. You know, we're kind of like knocking on all these different apps earlier. But if you are investing in a way that is focused on the long term, right, you're not looking for these quick gains based on fluctuations in the market. M1, their app is a great way to to get investing because no matter what, it is important to, to start investing now. You don't need to try to time the market. You might be concerned with the fluctuations that we're seeing in the market. But regardless, now... Whenever you're hearing this, <laughs> it is, now is always the best time to get investing if you're not already investing. But again, you want to make sure that you're focused on widely diversified index funds. And you can do that through the M1 app. We've got a good article up there on the site. And we'll make sure that we link to that in our show notes. Yeah, Matt, of course, our website is howtomoney.com. And that's going to do it for this episode. We would also appreciate it if any listeners out there who haven't left a review yet would leave us a nice review over on Apple Podcasts. We got the best listeners out there, Matt. I think we just recently hit 2,000 reviews. Ooh, lots of really that. Lots of really kind words on there. So yeah, awesome. we, we really appreciate everybody listening and sticking with the podcast. And we'll continue to do our best to share helpful information with you every week. That's right, man. So that's going to be it. Until next time, buddy. Best friends out. Best friends out. 
Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen wolf And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 